2: That's the best one right there. It's funny. My teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well,
0: you
1: know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You
0: know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, Padawan. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. Big Dog! dog, dog. you listening to the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, Go Pack Go. Good night, man. I'm so excited. Let's roll. let Hello
1: and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, from more Packers Podcasts in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank, boys. Hello. Hello, hello. Merry Christmas to both of you. We, uh, happy, merry, merry belated, I guess. Merry belated. We haven't been, uh, together. What has it been two weeks now, Hank? Have you been out on two of them in a row here?
2: Maybe I'm not, I can't remember. (laughs) Well, you,
3: you were, yeah, completely absent last week, but in COVID protocols this week. And despite the new CDC guidelines, he still falls within the protocol um requirements Mm -hmm. so that's why he is virtual
1: yeah hank is quarantining himself do you have symptoms uh hank
2: yeah i've had like a runny nose um oh no kind of a headache stuff like that um but like i mean it's it does like it could just be a cold it's just figured with everything going on it was better safe than sorry Mm -hmm. Um, especially because uh you know the at-home tests right now are kind of like the the quick tests are kind of like sports cards you know they're going from the shelves as soon as they're put out <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> very true well aside from that uh well, the Packers played on Christmas we'll get into that eventually I guess but how was Christmas for both of you guys uh a rare Christmas viewing of a Packer game how was the environment
3: how was Christmas so on and so forth it was good uh it was very uh very relaxing short-lived it was just a. Uh just a weekend getaway to my cabin. Um, but yeah, was around family and, uh, yeah, saw Packers W. So there's, uh, not much to complain about.
1: Very cool. Hank.
2: Yes. Well, I'll say that probably the best thing about Christmas was the Packers winning. Um, Mm. I got in a huge fight with, uh, uncle actually, because I missed, uh, I missed dinner for this, for the third quarter. Oh, um, yeah and i i mean i pretty much just told him that you know there'd be you know no no possible way on earth i would ever miss you know a quarter of packer football to sit by him so that was pretty much my response i also did find out it was kind of a tricky situation um but my job at menards was actually seasonal um so no longer doing that (laughs) okay Um, okay yeah i guess i didn't read the fine print um so, but I was lucky enough to find a job with one of Aunt's uh, friends from high school selling sheds on the highway. Oh, um, so, so I'm now, uh, yeah, I'm now a shed salesman. And so I get commission on every shed I've, I sell um, right now. Um, you know, not feeling, feeling well. I haven't sold many sheds, <laughs> um, but I'll keep you updated on that. Um, they're pre built, um, solid quality wood.
3: All right. Awesome. Well, congrats on the new gig. And I didn't know there was uh, there was a, such a market for shed sales. Well, clearly there well, isn't since you haven't made gonna, many
1: sales. I was yes. going to say we might be getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> One, you missed the uh, the holiday rush. I'm sure for getting sheds for Christmas. And now uh, with the weather, what it's like zero degrees today here in uh, the Twin Cities. I I don't think you're gonna
2: <laughs> have much luck. That yeah, might be tough. I and mean, like really, like the you know I haven't had much like I guess shed experience outside of Jenga and Lincoln logs.
3: <laughs> yes, uh sales in general can be very uh can be a big grind and very deflating, but it all it can also be yeah. very fulfilling and rewarding. So uh good good luck, yeah. Hank.
2: Yeah, if it's a grind and deflating, it's just kind of par for the course at this point. <laughs> um I found that you have to be pretty good with people for sales and mm-hmm. so far I've I haven't really been great with people. So we'll see what happens. Um you know uh we just happy to have a job
1: yeah yeah very good um i'll talk about my christmas i was in california as i alluded to before and i shit you not being in california i saw more packers stuff than any other football team we is that right we had a connecting flight even in denver there was a bunch of people with packer stuff um landed in santa barbara packer stuff there was a one one yard in simi valley that was all like packer inflatables and all the packer flags and stuff outside i
3: just i'm just picturing you at the gate uh, you know people are getting off the plane walking out and you see like someone with a packer gear and you just you're just handing out koozies <laughs> just like here you go sir yeah.
1: here you go ma'am here you go uh, yeah as if yeah that would be a really good way to tell someone like i'm weird like hey i see you like this well you should do this as well i, I
3: make this podcast and it's <laughs> yeah. pretty good
1: one other thing too this is seamless transition here one kid that i talked to who was at my oh boy we went to a like fourth christmas my aunt's four sisters, christmases
3: mr popular over here mm-hmm.
1: my aunt's sisters um and there was a kid there who was a packer fan and he was a packer fan because he only plays as the packers in Madden. nice that's how he got into it he said just throw into uh Devontae and rogers is what got him into being the packers and sadly of course Yesterday on God, what days it today? Tuesday. So Wednesday. So it was Tuesday. John Madden passed away.
3: Oh, I don't know if you guys well, have rest in peace crazy. to the legend. Yeah. What'd you say, I, Hank?
2: I uh, yeah, like I I don't know. This is really bad, but I just like assumed John Madden died years ago. <laughs> he... so I don't know why, but like I just he, like every time someone talked about him, it was like in the past tense, and like he was such a good guy. Um, <laughs> so I just assume that he's been dead for a while. Yeah, um, um, yeah. That, so, I mean that like, I kind of had to experience his death twice now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. That might be a bit insensitive, but I kind of I somewhat agree because he. I mean, it is kind of odd how he. I mean, seriously, legend doesn't even begin to describe yeah. John Man like how he's shaped so many different generations for like so many different things too. Obviously, a player, then a coach, then a broadcaster, and then obviously the video game like it's insane and it is kind of weird how I think his last broadcast was in 08 yep and then like that was kind of it like he kind of faded away from the game of football yeah him himself obviously like his legacy will Mm -hmm. live on forever and ever and ever but like it was yeah like you didn't really see him around or like even like special guest appearances on random broadcasts or anything so yeah that is I mean that is kind of a good point Hank. He, yeah he was he was a different
1: dude too because he did not like flying one of the big reasons why he became mm, a broadcaster right. too is to kind of travel less or just take the bus and another thing too i heard today i forgot where i heard it on but uh al michaels and chris collinsworth even wanted to bring him in as like a guest once and he was like he didn't want to do it because he knew how much background information he had to do to like be part of the wow, broadcast. wow that's like, how much he respected he was the like, craft. yeah he was like i don't want to half-ass it and and once again, wow, with, you got to admire that with the game, too. I think it was that Vikings player from Germany a couple of years ago who they drafted oh, in like the yep. sixth or seventh round. There's players how they literally got into the game through Madden like he had the the game of game. football. Yeah, he learned how to play wide receiver off of it. I mean, he never really made it in the league. So maybe that I means something to too. put an
3: NFL helmet on is and just because you played a video game when you were a kid is is Pretty wild to think about. Yeah, so big RIP to John Madden. Rough year for Frank Colliendo with uh,
1: the John John Madden passing away and John Gruden getting... Uh... Well, yeah, two of his best impersonations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oof. Yeah, but uh, we'll get right into the episode. We'll talk about the game, which was a game. Uh, Packers won 24-22. We'll have our pick six, the six plays that shaped the game. We'll talk about the offense and defense. We'll take news. We'll just have a couple things to breeze over we could talk about the pro bowl we talk about Hmm. covid running rampant again Hmm. after that we'll have is colin idiot Hmm. and then we'll of course finish off with our preview of the vikings game which i'm sure will be very uh non-emotional we'll have a very contained response talking about the level-headed and
3: reasoned reasoned response yes but first pick six
0: pick six pick Six.
1: Pick six. all right first pick six play Browns uh on a second and three on the Cleveland 32 Baker Mayfield pass short to Chubb who just kind of rumbles down for 40 yards breaks a couple tackles penalties enforced on Savage to that low block gets them onto the 14 yard line just a terrible terrible start for the game for the defense. And, you know, we've had these games all year, last year, every year, where the defense starts off slow, and you think maybe they'll get it together. And points-wise, they sure did, but Nick Chubb was just running rampant. This eventually led to a touchdown, making it 6 to nothing. Missed the extra point, but this kind of set the tone of what the game was going to be on defense with Nick Chubb just running people over.
3: Yeah, kind of a precursor for the whole game. It didn't matter how Chubb got the ball in his hands, whether it was receiving or... On a handoff, he was going to get probably more than seven yards. And, uh yeah, he, he ran wild. He is a load to take down. He's like a – God, it's almost like he's like a, a hybrid of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, just yeah. like – but, I mean, not nearly as explosive as Aaron Jones. If, if anything, I think he kind of looked like he was lacking some explosiveness, and yet he was still just rumbling everywhere because he was – He's a tough guy to take down. He's like sake what Saquon was supposed to be. Hmm. You know, he's been kind of banged up. I'm still I'm still not out on Saquon.
1: I'm not out on him. I'm just saying, you know, this far in the I mean what isn't this like Saquon's third year? I know third. he's been banged up, but yeah, it might be. It
3: but might Chubb's sh-
1: been, you know, kind of what we had thought uh, well
3: before the injury this year, he was like on pace for a billion yards. But then I think it was like a hip or a knee and it, it's it's very evident that that took some explosiveness explosiveness from him but he's still getting it done because he's such a tough guy to take down Yep. um so yeah after that the browns scored obviously it's six nothing moving on and this is kind of how the flow of the game went after this so the, yeah the packers got i think one first down on their first drive and actually went for it on fourth in their own 30 which was super ballsy and it was a good play call, and they got it. But then went three and out on that new set of downs. Punted it away. But then I think it was the very first play uh, on the Browns following on the Browns' second possession. Deep ball to I I, I actually think he was trying <laughs> to throw it to Savage because Savage looked like he was running the route, caught the ball. I mean, Peoples Jones didn't even make a, an attempt to go and catch the ball. He was he was def- he was trying to tackle Savage before Savage had even caught the ball. Um just a really bad throw, which then led to the record breaking number, number four hundred and forty three uh, touchdown pass of Aaron Rodgers, Packers franchise record to Alan Lazard. And uh, Packers took the lead seven six.
1: Yep. Uh, I, I, I called it, you know, ahead of time. I I'm very proud of Alan for not doing his whole crown bit with that, Aaron
3: Rodgers. And like I said, that we know of. I'm yes. sure there was there was a, a crowning at some point. Maybe
1: on the sideline. Hopefully on the sideline. But I'm glad that he left it to be more of just a football moment for everyone. And yeah, and that pick beforehand too. I mean, that was you know it's bad when Darnell Savage is able to hold on to the interception, (laughs) and it was fielding a punt. Mm -hmm. Hank
2: Baker's bad, right? Baker's bad. (laughs) Like I, I, I don't know. Like I've known that for a while. But my God, that was that was like some of the worst quarterback play I've seen and i watched some bad quarterbacks i feel like you know especially in the nfc north for quite a while
3: yeah, yeah that was coming out horrible. i was i was kind of high on baker um but yeah after yeah I, I don't i don't think he's he's got the goods anymore and watching the highlights back uh just now and every time he dropped back to pass i was like expecting oh is this one of his four interceptions like every time he threw the ball it was it was in tight coverage and yeah, I just—I don't think he's got it. I think you're right, Hank. He's bad.
2: I, yeah, it's pretty wild how like Baker, like actually lost the war against Colin Cowherd too.
1: Yeah, God, I forgot you about know? that. It's Holy shit! So yeah,
3: that that has been a long running feud, and I think uh, Colin Colin might be onto something.
1: It, and I haven't watched Baker too much. I think I watched him a little bit his rookie year, but he's got like the weirdest just. No one looks like they're trying harder to play football than Baker Mayfield. He's just <laughs> like, I don't know, his legs are just kicking out so much. And <laughs> he's like the most flamboyant mechanical quarterback I've ever seen. And some of the balls, I mean, I know he's got that shoulder injury too. I think Troy talked about that. Yeah. I was kind of keeping him a little more tight with his mechanics. But my God, he is he is bad. It's once again a reminder of what you know quarterback play in the NFL could be if we, you know, didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback for us. You know, once in the last thirty years,
3: we're very spoiled. Yes.
1: Uh, moving on. After that, the next kind of duo of pick six plays with with legitimately all these turnovers in the game. You kind of have to double them up. Uh, third and nineteen at Green Bay's twenty four. Baker Mayfield. Drops back, tries to shoot it short to uh, Landry and Shannon Sullivan. Hops up, makes the pick. Once again, it's like this is where we started rolling. Where It's like, okay, how is this going to be like a fun Christmas game where we just shit on, you know, a lesser team? Looked like that for a bit. Uh, On that drive there, it eventually led to an Adams touchdown. But then right after that, too, you know, to end out the half, Mayfield once again passes it out to the left, intercepted by Razul Douglas, weird, uh, returns it for like 11 yards, which once again, that led to a Devontae Adams touchdown as well. Devontae breaking the, um, or passing Jordy Nelson for, you know, touch the touchdown record. Mm. Um, nice to see that. I actually had forgotten about the second play. He Once again, and this was one of those reminders, especially in the first half, what a connection Adams and Aaron Rodgers have there was a couple of them where it's like it's literally indefensible these guys can be playing in the dark and you're not going to be able to stop them but
3: it was like yeah three or four straight where it was yeah they they could have done that in the dark where it was like I think it was a, a four yard out then a six yard hitch and then another three yard out like it was yeah it was just boom 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 and then the touchdown that yeah just amazing connection and once again Aaron Rodgers has put this stamp on number 17 as the best player he's ever played yeah
1: that was that was weird because it's been a it's funny how just the beginning of this podcast we talked about it because Devontae had only been to one pro bowl i think when we started this three years ago and he's as quickly as you can gone from like a pro bowler to an all pro best the best and you know people are saying he's probably going to be a hall of famer now Mm -hmm. for sure and like you're saying too because before this rogers always said charles woodson was the best player he ever played with and now he's saying Devonte adams is so that's yeah because he quite the thing to say he,
3: he he had mentioned it earlier in a presser where you know he said chuck was the best and he kind of hinted that you know maybe Devonte is but then obviously the post game presser in this game he he like said it definitively He was like yeah that's the best player i've ever played with and um yeah in ter- terms of terrible teammates of, of hall of fame <laughs> in hall of fame i i really uh like rogers's criteria for hall of fame just as a starter where you should be i think he said you should be at the top of your position for at least three years yeah and i think that's a great kind of baseline is someone a hall of famer and if that's the case then so far so good with Devontae because he i think he's been the best receiver in the league for this will be his third year now
1: yeah yeah, absolutely, um, and that made the score. I, I don't think I said it out there. Twenty-one to twelve, which I believe is what it was going into halftime. Mm-hmm. And that fell apart quick for the Browns at the end of the first half.
3: Razzu. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, moving on to the next pick six play. First and ten. You, you got this one, Kyle.
3: Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, first and ten, with a minute left in the third on their own thirty-two. Uh, a left end sorry, the EQ got the handoff and yeah. lost ten yards. And
1: uh Lazard misses his block, first down and ten. Pretty much kind of set the pace for what uh the second half offense was going to be for the most very,
3: part. very sluggish. Yeah, as uh, especially as someone who had uh Packers team total over twenty seven and a half points going into half, having twenty-one points, I was feeling fantastic. So yeah, the second half was a was a very slow burn and hard to watch, and the EQ kind of uh, encapsulates all of that. That that ten yard loss just kept shooting themselves in the foot.
1: Yeah, whole lot of nothing, and that made the score twenty four to fifteen after that play. Um, moving on, to the next pick six play, <laughs> first and goal at the Green Bay, Green Bay five. Another just what it turned into, where this defense is slowly, you know. Getting worse and worse, it seems like, really, since the Vikings game almost. But, you know, right at the snap of the ball, defense isn't really lined up correctly. Devondres pointing to guys. Razul is pointing the guys. Savage is running over to the slot. Uh, Browns drop back, throw it to Anthony Schwartz. Catches the touchdown, five yards, making it 24-21, to 21, where we are really starting to panic there. That's where I'm like, shit, are we going to have a ruined Christmas because of this football game? Because... Mm-hmm. They were once again, it was very similar to what it looked like the week before against Baltimore.
3: Made it 24 22, by the way.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. They went for two
3: and did not get it. Weeks. No, 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 no. It was 24 15, and then they scored to make it 24 22. It's okay, Spence. It was, yeah. it, hey, we're all coming off Christmas
1: break. Yeah, I'm still, I've, I'll blame it on jet lag. I still, mm-hmm. uh, It's. I'm still, you're still on West Coast hours. time. Yeah, Got there it. we go. That's what it is.
3: And then the final. Pick six play um, after a Packers three. I don't think they got a three and out. Oh, I think they got maybe one first down and then a s- extremely uncharacteristic drop from Devante on third down. Yeah. That, that was, would have iced the that game. Was sad. Yeah. They had to punt the ball away. So then the Browns are driving. And then this was the big talk of the town <laughs> on on Christmas evening. A People's Jones runs sort of like a slant or a post, maybe like a post, and really just Creates all of the contact. Rauzul just simply exists and kind of takes his momentum with him. Baker again throws a, a bad ball and Rauzul picks it off and uh, seals the game. Yeah, there was. What's your uh, What's your take on the on the call? No call.
1: I I'm starting to turn to this person where I just get into arguments with people that I watch the game with. Kyle dropped his phone. God, that is right. a classic. We We should have like uh a soundbite, a drop for when you drop your phone because it happens like... once every two weeks. You just have like yeah. a little
2: counter yeah. <laughs> yeah. corner of the screen, which you don't have in a podcast. But uh, yeah, we so... could just for us, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be
1: great. Yeah. Um, but when I'm watching these games, it's like people. It's so often where it's like, oh, you, why didn't they? You could have thrown a flag on that. And I'm just like, always the less flags, the mm-hmm. better. And once again, mm-hmm. I mean, it was very reminiscent of won the Alan Lazard no call in the NFC championship game last year. Also the Kevin King hold pass interference that they did call. I obviously (laughs) thought it was a great no call. It's like you said, People's Jones ran into him. Razul might have hung on to him, but
3: I mean at that point he doesn't just get like People's Jones literally just ran into him. Like (laughs) Razul doesn't isn't entitled to where he's already standing. Like what is he supposed to do? Move out of the way? Like I don't we, so dumb.
1: With penalties, we shouldn't be allowed to watch them in slow motion. Right. You know, we should have the best angle possible and then watch it at full speed because that's the thing too. You know, it's slow mo and then they slow it down even more Seriously. when they get together and then it's like you know any any simpleton watching is like, oh my god, that's a flag. You go,
3: feet. yeah, you go frame by frame. Pretty much every play is going to look like a flag, but go back and watch it just at normal broadcast speed, and it's just such a nothing. Just such a nut, like a just simple contact that should never, ever be called. And yeah,
2: just... I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, like, Spencer, you brought up the NFC championship game last year. Like, that's immediately what I thought of, mm-hmm. too. And like, I think that this one was probably like less. There was probably less to call than like what happened to Lazard when he was like actually pulled sure. back from the ball on that right before the half.
1: Yeah. I I almost wish, like, the ball just felt incomplete or something because it was third and ten. Like, fourth and ten was – if, you know, you call nothing and we don't pick it off, it's still a fourth and ten that they're facing. We get another chance, yeah. As Packer fans, we don't like either, but I still feel like, you know, it wasn't like the game was over after that, which a lot of people are – you know, because of that penalty. But either way, uh, I,
2: I'd prefer the interception. Mm-hmm. I'll oh stick yeah. with mm-hmm. the interception.
1: Yeah, Rasul <laughs> Douglas is just
3: ridiculous at I this just, point. I just, I just hate how it just gives the haters and losers so much fuel to be like, "Oh, Packers and the refs, Packers and the refs." So then it's like they get that little baked-in excuse to bitch about that. And then I just hate how now that I think about it, like in a more important game, like something like that gets called. And then the haters and losers are going to be like, oh, well, they always, always get the calls. So, you know, this is karma. And it's just a, just people just hate the Packers. And I, it's, I I do like, because I think we've talked about a little earlier on this year too,
1: but even Rogers getting a bit of this like villain role as well, where it's one, it's like, ah, the Packers. For a multitude of reasons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the Packers (laughs) get all the calls and then everyone hates Aaron Rodgers. It's like, okay, I kind of, I kind of like this right now. (laughs) You know, we're not, the Patriots of the past, you know, with Brady and everything, but it's nice to have everyone kind of big us target for on our back. Yeah, one right. reason or another. And one other thing I'll say about this game with the picks and everything too. This was like a bizarre world. NFC championship game where Whoa. where like last year, you know, with Tampa one, it was like the same type of weird gray filter almost with the field. It was a hmm. weird time for, a, for a Packers game, I guess not too much, but, uh, that and it's like we got all the picks for the most part. The turnovers in the first half, I believe, in the NFC Championship game, most of them came in the second half. And on top of the, on top of it, we actually, you know, use the uh, turnovers to create <laughs> points, which we did not do in the NFC Championship game. So I don't know. Kind of reminded me of that. Where it's like, okay, we literally only had points aside from the field goal off of turnovers. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was the football game. Moving on, we'll talk about the offense. Once again, the Packers won 24-22. to 22. Um, I don't know. There's a couple conversations going on after this game. One, we'll obviously get to with the defense. With the defense, you know, kind of losing their luster of late. But the other is the offense and how, like you said, Kyle, very lethargic. And especially in the second half, just ultra, ultra conservative. We had... You know, the EQ run that we mentioned that kind of brought us back and we weren't able to do anything after that. The next series was the Aaron Jones series, where, you know, it, it's tough because you are playing, you know, Monday morning quarterback because the first play of the drive, Aaron Jones runs it for eight yards. Yep. You're like, okay, cool. We run it again for nothing. And it's like, oh, okay. And they run it again for minus one and we have to punt. And it's like, well, shit. You know, it wasn't the worst, you know, at the time deciding to do that. But then, Add that up with everything else. And Devontae Adams, the miss on third down late. It was, you know, I'm starting to get a little concerned about the offense, especially when we're just trying to put a game
3: away. Yeah, well, especially when they came out in the second half and put a really good drive together to start. I think yeah. they went and got three. And it's like, oh, okay, well, they, you know, they're still rolling. then let's go score 40 because it looks, it looks like we're starting to really roll. And then, yeah, like they come out, go down and score three, and then – Literally, that was it for the rest of the game. So, a little, yeah, definitely a little concerning because that Browns defense wasn't really much to be scared of. And their D-line was pretty underwhelming for the guys they have on that line. And, yeah, yeah. it's just very weird to only score 24 points after scoring 24 – when they scored their 24th point with, like, 12 minutes left in the third.
1: Yeah, because, like Rodgers mentioned, too, how Miles Garrett was essentially playing on one leg.
3: Hank?
2: mm yeah, I, I don't want this to sound controversial. Uh oh. Um, but I would like to stop running Aaron Jones we're in short yardage situations and we're up. I would like to start I propose to run AJ Dillon more in those situations.
1: That's that's something that uh we've obviously talked about in the past and I think I, I think LaFleur mentioned it a couple of weeks ago and we haven't had a good time to bring it up, but LaFleur really is... I mean, he is in charge of it, but he doesn't um, pick who the running back is, you know... Wait, what? For the most part, it is Ben Sermons, the running back coach, because he talked about in a press conference how he (laughs) trusts Ben to put the guy in, and that's... And, you know, this came out this week, too. I think Rodgers talked about it, but I'll I'll read this all off here, too. Um, Just how all of the different responsibilities on offense are divvied up with the coaching staff. So... Luke gets the quarterback coach he's the third down guy uh Luke
3: Getze choose the
1: quarterback then too (laughs) yeah yeah that's a little easier decision to make (laughs) uh Steno and Buckis are the run game coordinators Nathaniel Hackett is the gold zone red zone guy Jason Vrabel is the two minute guy he's the wide receiver coach in relation to Mike uh I don't know Hank I'm sure we'll look that up right now uh Justin
3: Elton and Ben Stearman are the short yardage and goal line uh, people. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense because, I mean, LaFleur's got enough on his plate already managing the game and, yeah. and calling the offense. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got to imagine he's obviously has some sort of influence where it's like, all right, hey, we want AJ this drive or, or Dylan, AJ Dylan this drive or oh, we want 33 this drive. But, yeah, I guess I didn't know that. It was completely up to Sermon's like, yeah. is it really just a drive-by-drive thing? Like, all right, 33. This he just
1: he just goes with whoever he wants to put out there, and maybe that'll change
3: in the playoffs. But or you know, obviously,
1: Matt. I'm sure there's times where he says, "Hey, we need to get AJ Dillon in mm. there for this." But I
2: thought it was interesting when Matt brought that, that up. That is a really interesting. Ago. So, so basically, that third and one toss that went nowhere. I'm I'm yelling at Ben there.
3: Yes.
1: Yes. For sure. Well,
2: okay. I mean, also Mike Mike Vrabel doesn't know Jason Vrabel Vrabel. <laughs> I just found this out. Oh, thanks. A nice tweet.
3: Well, oh, they, yeah. they don't even Back.
1: spell
2: their yeah. last
3: name re- the same, so makes sense. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. That was
1: some really good detective work there. <laughs> thanks, Hank. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Welcome. I was going to say, I don't – even if pitching it out, I think I'd rather have Aaron Jones get it if Alan Lazard finishes his block. Pitching it out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Moving on to quarterback, which we haven't even gotten to, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what do you got to say? That's how I lead in every week with him. Uh, 24 completions, 34 attempts, 202 yards only. And the three touchdowns, no picks wasn't sacked once he did get stepped on a couple times. Mm. I was trying to get a picture of on the bottom bar there. They had like all the little stats and it was like pressured five times, sacked zero, stepped on twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was funny. <laughs> I did, really did really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, record setting game. He talked, he's been very, very, um, Deep this year once again kind of like last year too and reflective how today he even said you know he wouldn't uh rule out retiring after this year which is a weird that was kind
3: of a bombshell yeah i mean it makes sense because he did say that about last offseason but i only read the quotes i haven't actually heard it come from his lips but um i'm sure that'll that'll i guess i don't know how it'll how it'll change it but just seeing that written it's like whoa that's I mean, he's obviously thinking about it in, in some capacity then.
1: It's something I've thought about, too, because just with the whole contract thing and
3: does he really want to just pack up, learn a whole new
1: offense, go somewhere else, right. all that. And... and
3: now he said he doesn't want to be a bum like yeah. that's kind of hanging on, which he yeah, he definitely strikes me as the type who's very prideful about that sort of thing. Yeah. And I
1: mean, people I'm sure will love this, but even the covid stuff, too, like he probably just doesn't want to deal with the extra tired stuff it. going yeah. on as well. But yeah, great game from him. Didn't, uh, you know, would have liked some more attempts from him too. The offense was pretty, like we said, conservative in the second half. He did have that one throw to uh, Josiah the Messiah, Mm. which was kind of reminiscent of, it's like if the Jamal Williams play against the Chiefs a couple of years ago, felt incomplete. This was pretty similar to that where he, Rogers is like getting hit
3: and he throws it to the corner of the end zone and, Don't even know how the ball made it that far. Yeah, this throw you're referring to is escaping me because I'm trying to think that, yeah, there weren't, uh, I mean, again, spoiled, entitled, very spoiled rotten, but there weren't that many, I guess, wow throws I could really think of because compared to the previous two or three weeks where he was just like pumping out insane throws. um, I guess that one one deep ball to Lazard, the one-handed catch was, was gorgeous. I just, God, the ball just... Just floats in the air, and it was it was right in there. And uh, but yeah, that was kind of the only real wow throw that I can can remember right now.
1: Yeah, he did miss Lazard on the first drive, two on third down, which mm, was a little surprising yeah. to see. But for the most part, I mean, like we've been talking about, he's <laughs> it's been crazy how it was two weeks ago, but now he's the odds-on favorite to be the MVP. I yep. believe he's minus money, and everyone else is like plus six hundred at this point. So
3: his to lose.
1: Yes, hopefully I. I don't want to think about what he'd have to, or what would have to happen to him or the yeah, team for it not let's to happen.
3: Not, yeah. Let's not.
1: Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, Devontae Adams, 10 receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns.
3: Also best in the world. Yep. God, that's so cool. It's like they got the best quarterback and the best wide receiver. I, I just – Yeah, why would you want very, to change It's very it? cool. Why would
1: you want to move on from either of them? Uh-huh. I liked how on his first touchdown, I believe – I think it was the first one. Yeah, how he – Went up to the field goal post, put the ball between his legs, oh, and then
3: did not dunk it. He that j- ended up being such a cool picture. Oh my god, they got a freeze frame of, of the ball between his legs, uh, right in. Oh, I, and it had me thinking. I was like, you know. He would probably be the best basketball player in the world, too, if that's what he decided to pursue. He
1: did say that was his first love growing Ooh. up was playing basketball. It's very like we talked about earlier with the uh, pass interference, no call. It's one of those two where it's like, yeah, if you just take one image and try to base a whole story off of that, you could very well be wrong because yeah. he did not finish the dunk. <laughs> it did not happen. How tall he, is he? I
3: think he's like six, oof, six one, I would say six six one.
1: God, that's bad. I think you're he's, the fact checker. Yeah,
3: I,
2: I think. Yeah, he, I wanna, I wanna say you're right about him being six one.
3: So yeah, which I guess. Uh, is, no,
2: I want to say he is six, six one, which he is, is six, actually
3: one. pretty insanely undersized in the NBA. But
2: yeah, I was just gonna say that would be wild because like, like Steph he, Curry, like, Curry is... seems like such. Yeah, he seems like a physical presence on the field, right. you know. And but then, then you get like.
3: That's what makes, yeah, yeah, NBA players that. (laughs) Because Steph Curry is 6'3", and he looks like the smallest guy pretty much always out there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that is the biggest, like, I fuck in in the NBA as hell. And, yeah,
3: there was another – this is actually tied to the – Brown, so this will, will keep it relevant but there was a picture of Steph Curry talking to Miles Garrett and they're like eye level Oh, and yeah. it's insane because yeah, when you look weird. at Miles Garrett out there it's <laughs> yeah. like holy shit he's a behemoth like he looks like he just dwarfs everyone but then you see a picture of him standing next to Steph Curry and they're like the same size and it's like oh NBA players are aliens yes and Devontae Adams is an alien as well this was
1: his yep. either his 8th or 10th game of having 10 receptions 100 yards and two touchdowns. I can't remember. Sorry. Say that again. A little slower. 10 receptions, 100 yards and two touchdowns. (laughs) You said it's his eighth game doing that. It's either his (laughs) eighth or 10th time he's done. I think it's eighth. Oh, my God. In comparison, second for the Packers with that is, um, uh, I believe it's James Lofton. Or no, it's Sterling Sharp who did it twice.
3: That's that's the nearest one is someone who did it twice, yeah. I,
1: and I believe Bill Huber oh is the one who God. pulled that fact out. So yeah,
3: like all three of those things individually are a <laughs> incredible day for a wide receiver. Yeah, he's done all three of those things in the same game, eight times. He's an alien. Like that you said, he's, is insane. He is very good at
0: wow.
1: Uh Moving on, the next wide receiver to talk about Alan Lazard. Oh. Obviously, the two receptions, forty five yards, the one touchdown. I was. I mean, the one was beautiful. Wow, that's a pretty
3: deep... cool two catch stat line. Holy shit! Yeah, one hander and a record breaker. Just
1: in the first quarter, the first half for sure. But yeah, the one that just dropped into his hands, and then the record breaker, which I did not think was going to be a touchdown. But he wiggled around and just got it right inside the pile. Another
3: in. yeah, another cool tidbit with that. Rogers mentioned he's like, like that play was one of the first, one of the very first plays he learned. All the way back in his first days in Green Bay, I thought that was, was
1: yeah, cool. I thought that was cool too. But once again, you'll love this, Kyle. It's one of those. Oh where like, God! And I'm like, come, come on. Yeah, you're so, God, you're so, every, you. <laughs> you're so you. It's you're so you. I suck, but it's like, are we? Do we have to be that reminiscent this <laughs> uh, year? <laughs> yes,
3: yes. It's his 443rd <laughs> touchdown pass. Of course.
1: Yeah. No. Obviously, I God, love it you're too. so. I know. I suck. Lazard so also you. had the uh, nice little pitch. He's kind of been the Jet sweep guy this year for whatever reason. He is more built like running it's, back. I think but it's, it's just
3: like. Like, at what point are the defenses going to start keying on that? Because I think the Packers keep doing it because the defenses don't expect Lazard yeah. of all receivers to get that. So, I don't, yeah, at some point it'll stop working, but I, I just keep doing it until it doesn't. Yes. Until it does. Yeah, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: finishing off the receivers, EQ and Juan Winfrey. So, I'll ask you, Kyle, how many snaps, what percent of the snaps do you think EQ played in this game? Uh,
3: percent, no, I'll, I'd rather give you. A number,
1: yeah. What percent? Well, what percent of the snaps? I don't know how no, no, many snaps. I don't wanna,
3: okay, I guess I'll give you a percent. Um, I'll say uh, uh, thirty-five.
1: Guess what percent of the snaps juan Winfrey played? Fifteen. So Winfrey played fourteen. Very Ooh. close. EQ played eighty-one percent of the snaps. Oh, wow. On Saturday, which, eighty-one. Wow. Which was very surprising because you didn't see him too much. You know, obviously That's a the lot run. of three receiver sets. Then yeah, so he was. You know, he was caught in the back in the backfield on the one. Didn't have any receptions, but I just thought that was weird because I almost remember seeing Winfrey more than EQ, and EQ was out there pretty much the majority
3: of the time. So I just thought that. But was no, really I think I think EQ has definitely earned snaps over Winfrey for
1: sure I just I thought he would have been more productive in those snaps we didn't do much in the second half and we were productive with Adams and Lazard and everyone but just a little surprising to see that and Mm -hmm. not have any real statistics with it
2: you should get a a snap counter meme like for like after the games and just have like the Thanos Thanos (laughs) oh the snap okay like a snap counter
1: okay Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: Outside the box. I was I did want to make uh, a meme thing, too, for uh, <laughs> speaking of snap counter. But once again, don't want to jinx it. Uh, knock on wood. Uh Oh, but we haven't had a field goal operation mistake since Brett Good's been on the podcast. Wow. We've been perfect. Well, Our good friend. We'll have to see what happens this week because Bojo Bojo is on the COVID list. Apparently he might be able to come back. So no, I like
3: Bojo. I'm not not crazy about the Bojo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it sounds too much like Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: But we'll
1: see what happens going forward, but so the last 3 weeks it's been uh absolutely excellent. Moving on to the running backs, Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 66 yards, 5.5 5 average. AJ Dillon, 9 carries, 41 yards, 4.6 average. Aaron Jones also had 5 receptions for 21 yards. Uh AJ Dillon did have 3 for 15. But one of those games I i mean aaron jones was good but once again i every time i watch him play i'm like god no one football doesn't look more painful than when aaron jones is running the ball because every time it's like he gets crumpled up and i don't know how he's been able to stay healthy especially this year when everyone else has gone down i mean he did have that one injury where he was out a week but it's pretty remarkable that this dude's able to come back every single week
3: yeah love him uh he had some some really solid runs uh And really some really gritty runs, too, where he there was a couple, I think, third downs where he caught it well behind the sticks and just kind of grinded for either fourth and short or first down. So, uh, yeah, good, good game from Jones. And I uh, I'm really loving the the uh, what's the word Uh,
1: back and forth. Yeah,
3: like the 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 distribution Ah. of touches between him and Dylan, because I just think that is going to. Like they're, I just feel like both right now could easily uh, manage a full workload the right. rest of the year. But now it's like both of them are as equally as fresh, and I think that's going to be huge for the next, you know, six weeks.
1: I am curious to see what happens, especially in the playoffs, and it's so you know talked about a lot. But even coming off that injury that we talked about too, like Aaron Jones has been getting the ball more than I would have expected, and I do wonder if we are saving AJ Dillon for more of a role. <laughs> Come playoff time, well, that's cause,
3: that's. I mean, it's weird you say that because I like in I don't know October maybe or early November. I feel like we were having this exact conversation reverse. Like it was like, Dylan's getting all these touches. Why is Jones like we just paid him? Why is he not yeah. getting that much? And now it's yeah, kind of reversed. And I think Jones is is a hundred percent at this point.
1: I do too. I mean, he's looking good and he's been very productive these last couple of weeks. I said last week too the Baltimore game, like he was extremely productive every time he got the ball. But it's and it's, once again, just dumb football fan brain, but I'm like, come playoff time, I would like, you know, I don't know, 65, like a 70-30 split mm. first half for Aaron Jones. Oh, okay. And then ah, in the second half, you know. 30-70. Flip it around for A.J. Dillon because that seems I like, like that. you know, have the defense think, oh, you're going to have to deal with the quick guy, and then after that you're Boom. getting pounded in the him up for the rest. Speaking office.
3: of, real quick though, speaking yeah. of that Ravens game, uh, after seeing what Joey Burrow did, that that <laughs> yeah. that makes that makes the, the game plan for the ravens game just extremely head scratching
1: it was the one time all year the rest of the time it's been like okay run the ball run the ball and that game was like why aren't just we just throw the ball yeah. yes <laughs> hank
2: oh i was just gonna say that when even when i brought up earlier about like aaron jones and the short yardage situations like i love having aaron jones out there mm-hmm. um i just like i just feel like it sometimes it, it's so like we're going to get this drive. We're going to get all Aaron Jones or we're going to get all AJ Dillon. And there just yeah. seems to be like no versatility, like switching those guys out in a way Yeah, um, that like, it just seems kind of rigid and stiff sometimes.
1: Hmm. Well, I do. And I've wondered that more so with the defense as well, because, and this is once again, a stupid fan brain thing, but it's like, is it worth it? Especially with like TJ Slayton and stuff to, switch switch these guys out when they have to run on and off the field i know they're professional athletes <laughs> but aren't you going to get a little tired from having to do that every other play or every few plays so i don't well, know and i
2: mean like i'm not saying every other play but i'm like i mean it's like whole drives yeah you between, know yeah,
3: between yeah, the like, 20s yeah. between the 20s use 33 inside the 20s use 28 yeah i I wouldn't I wouldn't be against
1: that or just
2: yeah i i don't I don't know what the answer for that is, but like it seems like so predictable you know yeah like it it really it really does you see, like you see one guy come in at the beginning of the drive and you're like, okay well, this guy is gonna go until you know the twenty yard line ten yard line and then they're gonna switch to the other guy hey, you know
1: going into this year too. Not exactly that, but I am surprised we haven't seen them
3: both on the field at the same time. I think that's
1: something oh we were gosh. really excited. That was for. one of the
2: coolest packages last year. Yeah,
3: there's been well, there's been quite a few. Uh, well, not quite a few. There's been a few yes. two back sets, but and every time I feel like it is very exciting. I know, and I think we were telling us ourselves this last year too. Like maybe we'll see it more in the playoffs,
1: and then we didn't really see it too much. Like
3: but... oh, like remember that? I think it was like a fourth and one. And it was a two-back set. And I think Dylan lined up as the fullback. Yeah. Got like a full, yeah. That was such a fun play.
1: If nothing else, it's like even if we get stuffed, I will. And a lot of people won't. be. They'll be like, oh, that was a bad play. Even though, though if it looks cool and if it would have worked, they'd be like, oh, that was a good play. But if it's, if you line up like that and we lose a yard, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm upset, but I am fine with You're it. Right, because if they run it again, they probably get it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving on to the tight ends. Really nothing to talk about at all here. Decide DeGuara, I don't know. He's his production's kind of plateaued a bit. He just had the two receptions for five yards and big dog with the most Richard Rogers type of stat line ever. I think they were both outs too. uh, two receptions, two yards total (laughs) didn't break any tackles. So Richard Rogers, yep. That was a little bit of a letdown. And, uh, God and Tyler Tyler Davis I believe is on the COVID list now, but he was just got
3: put on band, today. Yeah. So
1: we'll see. Uh, moving on the offensive line, once again, not too much to talk about. They did not allow a sack. Uh, I can't remember if it was Newman or Yosh who or Yosh Yosh Yosh. Oh yeah, it's Yosh. God,
2: it just stuck <laughs> you in my brain. Get and,
1: it right. I know. I even posted that clip where Jason Wildey asked him point blank, like, "How do you say your name?" Because even Rodgers was saying it wrong, and it is uh yosh nyman nyman they yeah. don't have a j in uh dutch i believe is what he I said think that's where he what he came said from. yeah but yeah i mean once again it's we shouldn't have the as many great offensive linemen as we have this Seriously? year we'll see what happens later on you know with david bakhtiari and everything but no sacks rogers got stepped on just the two times but you really can't ask for anything else we'll see what happens with uh with uh Josh Myers too it sounds like he's still far away I don't know if we're gonna see him the rest of the year but you can't really complain with how the team has looked so far and even the Browns have a pretty solid front seven for the most part doing they held up
3: and it sounds like there was an encouraging Billy Turner update today
1: yeah uh Matt LaFleur (laughs) and Matt LaFleur has gotten great at talking about injuries too all the beat reporters get pissed off about it and they're I remember last year too, like Tom Silverstein stepping up on his soapbox saying, you know, especially during COVID, like we need to tell the fans as much as possible. And it's like, you know, mostly I do agree with you on that, but I don't need to know about the injuries because if I know about them, the opposing team for the week yeah, definitely knows right. about them, so I'm fine with learning a couple days late if the game plan is going to be that much tougher for, for the opponents. But yeah, you're such
3: a oh, you're such a good fan. Thank fans. you. Uh,
1: that's that, that's why that's all I want to hear from you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Billy Turner. He said it doesn't sound like he'll practice this
3: week. Maybe he will, but he's saying he's starting to get close. So, but to, yeah, to even get that update, it's like oh, okay, so. Yeah, we will probably see him again.
1: If I had to guess, I would say Billy will be back for the Lions game. And I really don't know about Bakhtiari Jair or Zedarius when it comes to the injuries, but we'll see. But uh, with that, we will have a quick break. Wow, that was a great ad for a product or or uh, service, service or that we we support or maybe a tv show very good mhm anyways on to the defense which was not very good well i guess they were good it's very odd to have such a negative mindset with this defense especially after this game when they had 5 sacks and 4 picks in a game
3: yeah baker really did us a bunch of favors but man just yeah the run defense is just I, I really thought, I like, oh, okay, Kenny's back. Like, they're going to be more stout. Yeah. And, yeah, that just obviously wasn't the case. Yeah, and I was looking, too. I was wondering if maybe they, like, slow brought him back.
1: He did. Kenny did play, like, 80% of the snaps, and TJ Slayton only played 35. But, God, just looking out there, too, it's like every time I look at TJ, he was getting pushed over or out of the play. And it's, it is becoming a bit of a concern here. But how – A lot of people are really, really down on the defense. I'm still down on it, but Kyle, how are you feeling overall about this defense right now?
3: I mean, it's a passing league, and the secondary is still legit, and Jair, sounds like he will be back. He was activated today. I think you already mentioned that. I mean, they had to activate him if they wanted any chance of him playing, but um, with, yeah, and with Campbell being the anchor on the second level and the secondary being as good as it, I still, yeah, I'm definitely not super discouraged yet, but... Um. yeah gotta gotta figure out the the run defense
1: yeah it's it is concerning I don't it, it's well I guess we'll start there let's start at outside linebacker I'm not worried about the group overall but especially these last couple weeks I just don't know what in the hell is going on with setting the edge Gary did finish with two sacks I believe uh, I don't know if
3: Preston made it home but I just it, the, I just think the lack of depth is starting to to really show up the Merciless would have been nice to have here. Obviously, Um, Yeah, I think that's starting to, starting to show. And I'll
1: bring this up. I brought it up a couple weeks ago, too, but Preston Smith with his contract with the incentives. I'll just go over this very quickly here. The Packers now having two more regular seasons left. Uh, regular season games left. If he gets one more sack, or sorry, if he gets two more sacks, he'll get up to 10, which will be a $750,000 bonus. That's Preston that's Preston Hell and yeah. if he could get four more sacks total it would be another 750,000 so it's one of those things where Go it's Preston. like i hope these incentives stop at the regular season cuz it's like i understand kind of chasing that and i don't think he's going out of his way to you know break containment to try to you know get to the quarterback but i hope that's not something that'll be in the back of his mind come playoffs cuz it is really hurting up front right now for the team in the run game
3: (laughs) oh god you're you're the best fan and you're the worst fan that's really amazing what you've accomplished I just
1: I've got to (laughs) put I've got to put it out there you know it's just something we always have to think about uh moving on to inside linebackers Devondre Campbell he had 12 tackles uh he did have a deflected pass in the game too but he did give up four completions in coverage but none of them gained more than eight yards Mm. I don't know it's He did grade out fourth highest according to Pro Football Focus too, but I do wonder if his tackles now aren't as, you know as close to the line of scrimmage as they seem to be early on this season. So we'll see that going forward. And Chris Barnes had a really bad game. He allowed a team high six catches for seventy seven yards. Not very good in the run game either. We're so. we're
3: really reading off coverage stats for inside backers now. I, don't, it's just, I think this is a first for the pod
1: when we when we haven't. Uh, You know, there wasn't so much given up, but, you know, you're seeing that 77 yards for one guy giving up to, you know, right in the middle of the field. That's kind of a, yeah, not something you want to see on the the defense. Um,
2: Has anyone brought up the idea that maybe our, our defense just doesn't like to be chilly? Ooh.
1: yeah i i started thinking about that too because as it's gotten colder they have gotten a li- you know they have gotten worse and it's like
2: a little more stiff yeah maybe
1: <laughs> maybe we want to pull back on the reins of you know how much of an advantage you would have at lambo this
3: this year but it's an interesting it, theory that will be put to the test this sunday as reports of like zero degrees yes. at kickoff yes so we'll see i i
1: is it bad that I hope it's the Bucks if we get to the NFC champion? Because I really think no. Tom Brady is going to just throw three picks again. Yes. I, I really yes. think he's a really bad player in the winter. Yes. Um, I would
2: like that redemption. Me too. Yes,
1: yes. Hopefully. Well, there's a lot of different redemption arcs we could see in the playoffs. But anyways, uh, the secondary, once again, you got to talk about Razul Douglas, just stupid at this point it is one of the weirdest storylines <laughs> i can remember being a packer fan you know we've talked a lot Razool.
3: god
1: <laughs> I, I love him so much i think the pro bowl voting or you know who made it came out after we recorded last week but Razul is a pro bowl al- alternate and we talked a lot about how long it took guys like david bakhtiari to make the pro bowl and Devonte adams too for Razul douglas who was signed in october to come in and get voted into the Pro Bowl is absolutely fucking unbelievable. Wait, he made the Pro Bowl? He's oh, a, is that like an alternate? As an alternate, which <laughs> still... it's actually insane. Absolutely crazy. He, <laughs> I was, I didn't know how to make this a pick six question, so I'll just say it. Uh, Amari Rogers has four receptions on the year. Uh, Razul Douglas has five receptions <laughs> on the year. And EQ, who played 81% of the snaps, has six receptions <laughs> on the year. So it just lets you know like how stupid his playmaking Holy ability shit. is and somehow coming up with these picks pretty much every week Holy at this shit. point. It's you know it's more surprising now when he doesn't have a
3: pick. I liked the quote how he like I think someone just asked him simply like you know how are you even making these plays like are you jumping it so well and he's like I just talked to my safeties and I tell him hey <laughs> yeah. I think I think yeah. on this play like I'm going to jump it so make sure you got the post or make sure you got my back and I just I hope they have my back because if they don't, then we're screwed. But he just keeps making those fucking plays. You know what that kind of reminds me of? What's that? Spill it, pick it, spill it. Oh, spill so it. Going, hey, I'm going to do
1: this. You got to do this, okay? And shit Boom. happening. Secondary overall, pretty good. Stokes is held up all right. Oh, you said the you said the bad word. Bleep
3: it. We're <sighs> at uh,
1: like around 55 minutes, something like that. Okay, we'll try to find it. Shit. But yeah, secondary overall has been pretty good. Savage miscommunication in the end zone Amos has been pretty solid. Um moving on defensive line, Kenny was back.
3: I guess we're going to have to hope for uh, Janie Berry out of Kenny <laughs> this Janie, year. I he I think someone did say, I think Kenny himself said that he had 3 days of really bad symptoms. Yes, and, that's true. And then he felt so yeah, uh, let's just hopefully chalk it up to that, where it's just general fatigue about, and getting his legs back under him. But
2: Hank, what, what was about that? Janu scary?
3: Ooh, that could be the, just the defense as a whole. Yeah, I could. I would hope for that, and that's even better with
1: Joe Barry. Too. Oh man, that's now that's too many words. Janu Barry scary. Actually, no, Janu
3: Barry. That's. I mean, that's for Joe. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah,
3: there's
1: a lot of different.
3: Yeah. We'll see what it what it turns out. We'll just yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there in three days.
2: Yeah. Janu Gary. Oh, Ooh. we can see that too. Yeah, Put cheese
3: on everything. <laughs> God.
1: But yeah, not too much else to talk about the defense. We'll see if they come crashing down. It hasn't bit us yet, but I don't know. It what? And I keep saying this, but we're so blessed. Where it? I saw Amos tweet about. It. I forgot what he actually said, but you know, so many fans complaining about having to suffer through the end of games because it's so close. Yet we still always eke out of victory. Yeah, game.
3: let's not like. There have been some weird, weird games across the league as a whole this year. Like, Dallas got absolutely shit-pumped by the Denver Broncos at home. Yeah. And, like, that's just the only— Well, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got— oh, Well, the Green Bay Packers got shit-pumped by the Saints. The Bucks got shit— Shut out at home against the Saints. Like, the, to, to just win at all is a blessing and— uh, the older I get, the the more appreciative I am of that. And um, as frustrating as it is to score 21 points in the first half and then only score three in the second and not, you know, blow that team out. As frustrating as that is, a win is a win. Absolutely. You know what? I really can't add anything else to that. Hank, do you have
1: anything else? You got any more thoughts on this game?
2: Not really. Not really. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just kind of like just very happy that we won. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like, you know, like this game, I think I've been looking forward to this Minnesota game for a long time. Um, and so I've been kind of waiting for that. Not like That's looking right. past each game, but I've been waiting for it. it. It feels like it felt like kind of like the last like real big game before the playoffs.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I forgot you said that too. Even the, the Bears game a couple of weeks ago yeah. you're like yeah <laughs> this just feels like a filler and now we're past the filling and we're on to regular the la- season the la- yeah. yeah the last two divisional games yeah and then, it's more
2: it. like the yeah the penultimate episode i guess but
3: <laughs> i um i just gotta say quick i really hate that word penultimate
2: yeah I, why can't we just say second
3: to last why does it have to be penultimate that just i hate that word
1: yeah hank <laughs> hank do you know do you know why what what does the uh, oh god it's been a while since english class mm-hmm. what does pen mean we don't know you got, you something
2: got... i write with sometimes well i'm <laughs> usually told write with a pencil because you're gonna make a mistake
1: <laughs> okay well there we go that that has to be the meaning of it um with that we will have take news football time <laughs> TAKE NEWS Alright, uh, once again, we're actually not going to do TAKE NEWS We're going to talk about the Vikings pump more fake than enough Pump twice in three weeks if, Hey, if anyone out there has ever seen me play quarterback You know I'm the king of pump faking <laughs> Most effective faking football I do like five of them for no reason Then the receivers are like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, uh, you fake your own receiver <laughs> yeah. uh, But with that, we will just dive into Is Colin an
3: idiot? Oh. I'm not an idiot Okay, you sure? yes
1: all right is kyle an idiot for the week kyle um Perfect. let's see
3: last week i went oh it was a dreadful week i think it was i don't one think and, you went over th- i think one you went to
1: yeah you went one and two so you are uh 25 17 and one whatever you're you're gonna be you're gonna be good for the year i don't know if anyone's really keeping track at home but kyle we have more questions for you this week Ooh, are you ready yes okay first Kyle, what legendary former Packers wide receiver signed with the Cleveland Browns in 2018?
3: 2018. God, I want to say Janice, but it feels like he's been out of the league forever. I'm just legendary yeah it's got to be Jeff Janis
1: yeah <laughs> that was one of the beginnings uh when John Dorsey was hired to be their yep. GM2 and uh Elliot Wolf went over there it was kind of you know Green Bay East mm. they had a couple other guys uh Tremont might have been there I know the old yep, special was teams coach was there or uh secondary coach was there god I can't remember god, his name right a,
3: now uh, a couple other defenders, I think, too. Yeah, mm. a
1: couple other guys, but yes, Kyle, it was Jeff Janis, the legend. Hot start. Uh, big shout out to Jeff. I think he announced over at the weekend on Instagram that they're having a third child, so good for All right. Jeff Congrats, and whatever Jeff. his uh, wife's name is. Okay, three kids. Wow, that's, wow, that's at least three. It's at least okay. Wow, it's at least three. I wonder if they're gonna go to have a fourth kid because it is a tire company and every car has four tires Wow! i hate myself for even saying that just now okay second <laughs> second i almost said pick six play second is kind of an idiot question kyle we were playing the vikings this week you did not forget Ooh. that kyle who scored the first touchdown at us bank stadium
3: mm. i th- oh. I have three three names and i think it's either <laughs> 89 87 or 17 Uh, because god they i mean they didn't i was once again there for the first win in u.s bank and i just god so they i think they lost two straight before getting that win that
1: first game the score was 14 17 yeah was lost yeah i'm gonna go Bradford. i'm
3: gonna go with jordy
1: very good yes yes he
3: yes first touchdown at u.s bank was by a packer jordan nelson
1: however the vikings did win the game unfortunately
3: yeah that was uh sam bradford right or you just said that didn't you yeah unfortunately yeah they traded a first round pick for him
1: (laughs) god you forget about that that was such i'm such a hipster loser weirdo i got out of like this record store that had like this big record store day and i look at my phone i'm like what bradford for a first is like all that conditional (sighs) shit too and once again, something that made Viking fans really happy, and you know they thought they were gonna. Oh, and then I
3: think I think what's great too is that pick that they traded away for Bradford. The Eagles ended up taking, I think it was uh, Barnett or Burnett or whatever. It mm. was, I think it was the guy who forced the fumble oh. in the Super Bowl win. And I'm just like, oh, that's just a that nice little think. crispy dash of salt on the wound
1: that that run that the Eagles had too that's the most I've ever rooted for a team that wasn't the Packers yeah in that that was
3: incredible that was one of the probably I mean obviously outside the Pack Steelers that was like the most entertaining Super Bowl ever
1: far and away for me the most
3: entertaining Super Bowl I've watched Mm -hmm. absolutely I mean because like the whole time you're watching it too like Patriots answer then the Eagles go up and it's like you're watching it and you're like this we like it's so obvious how this ends and it's like we're just you're just like waiting like okay come on get it over with tom get it over with bill get it over with zebras like come on let's just move it along like great story for the eagles but we all know how this ends and it just didn't end that way it was so cool yeah
1: brady literally got the ball back with like a minute 30 left and it was like oh here we go but it did not happen thank god all right kyle two and oh for the week right last question here kyle who had the nullified interception in Kirk Cousins' first start at Lambeau as a Minnesota Viking?
3: Oh, this is a good question because I was at that game too.
1: And I was wrong. I, I thought it was one guy, but the actual answer, oh, I would have
3: gotten this one wrong. Fuck. I think he was number 29. Did I get the number right? No. Okay, shit. <laughs> uh... Because uh, that would have been like Breland, I think. It wasn't. Thinking of. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was Gunter.
1: No, I actually. Wait, this was so. This was when Clay Matthews obviously
3: hit him at the the. Yeah, it was the tie. That oh god, that was that was the beginning of the end for. Oh, that was so bad. Like that. Oh my god, I can't believe they tied that game. Yeah. Um. I. I think I think it actually might have been who God because who was the guy that like completely whiffed and this was on a different play where he just looked at the defender he didn't even look at the ball who was that was uh why am I I could not tell you okay so my guess I think it was a rookie Darnell Savage it was Jair Alexander damn it yeah I picked it off I think he wasn't even in my. I, I thought it yeah, was either like I thought it was, talking, either I was savage like, yeah. or Gunter or uh God who was that safety that was just absolutely dreadful oh 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 God uh Mississippi State Pipkins no no he was a corner Pipkins uh, Kent control Bryce yes control Bryce that was 29. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, damn, that's right. who I had in my mind uh okay well uh damn it was Jaw, wasn't it
1: was it yeah it was I was surprised I thought it was Kevin King. Or whatever, no. I was like, ah, some type of retribution. Central Bryce, Oof.
3: But all right, Kyle, very good. Two on for right, the two week. One. Okay. I assume you don't have a stump, Spenny. Um, no, I was just at. Well, I kind of do. It's not really. A, it's just an easy kind of. Because I was just thinking about my my good friend, uh, one of my favorite Packers, Eddie Lacey. Okay. And how he was number twenty seven. I was just wondering if you know who the current number twenty seven is on the team, Patrick Taylor. Okay. Yep
1: very good and another uh first punt return touchdown i think if i've ever seen a packer return was will blackman who also wore number
3: 27 oh did it yep yeah, there you go Oh, I, thought he was, I thought maybe he was twenty nine. Twenty seven is like the most random ass blah number. No, that I love twenty seven forever now. It's of like Eddie a Lacey. goofy That'd number that fit Eddie Lacy so perfectly. Exact. Yes, oh. I, I'll agree with that. But it's like usually it, but it doesn't fit Taylor. It does not fit Patrick no Taylor at yeah. all. Yeah,
1: like, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like it shouldn't work, but a lot of the times it does work. Even with like Will Blackman, it worked pretty well too. Because hmm. I'm trying to like envision a corner wearing it right now on the team, and I'm like.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Ooh, that. Ooh, exactly. Worst <laughs> corner numbers. Oof. Yeah, just gross. Um, with that, literally any other twenty would work. Ah, eh, twenty-eight as a corner, not very good.
1: Twenty-two. But... I always think of Pat Lee, and he was bad. Ooh. I've talked about him enough mm-hmm. this year with the kickoff return and all that. But moving on to something more important. The Vikings preview, Ooh. Sunday night football, uh, kickoff at sw- 7.20, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. I feel like this is like the most Sunday night games we've had in a year, at least. You
3: know, It's with... what, at least a third. Sam Fran, Chicago, and I think yeah. that's it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they didn't move it out of the uh, primetime slot. Um, Packers are a six-and-a-half point favorite when I looked this up last night. Uh, 47 and a half over under. Vikings are now seven and eight after losing last week to the Rams. Yeah, that's right. They were, and like we said, you know, they were five and five after beating us and kind of looking up. And since then, I think they kind of spent all their emotions on that win, their big uh, SB game, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. but yeah, not. Uh, God, I don't know. I'm still a little bit worried about this team. But the Vikings on offense, they're ninth in passing yards, twelfth in rushing yards, and twelfth in points. Third in turnovers, as in they're not turning the ball over much. Uh, they had Justin Jefferson make the Pro Bowl along with Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson has like fourteen hundred yards this year. He just broke uh, Odell's record for the uh, most. Yeah, he's really good. Yards in two in your first two years in the league. Mm-hmm. He's oh, he's really good, man. Well, he's really good, but you know he'll. Oh, I'm, not, I'm gonna derail. We didn't have take news. T Higgins I'm sure you saw what he did Mm -hmm. that's that's the one guy who I'm like you know I don't want to get into it but if we didn't use that first on a quarterback T Higgins was the guy that I probably would have wanted to go after he's pretty good at football but yeah Vikings offense, whatever they're – whatever, Kirk Cousins. Def- <laughs> uh-huh. Defense, yeah, 23rd in points, 27th in passing yards, 28th in rushing yards, and 29th in yards overall. So Jeez.
3: very much not a Mike Zimmer team yeah. at all. Uh, and they, I know they've been banged up and and what have you, but yeah, – Yeah, they got a little banged very, up. here. I mean, but... if anything, I always felt like Zimmer like was better when his personnel was down.
1: <laughs> yeah, for the most part, too. It's like any corner that you'd have come in would – produce but the past couple of years it has not been the case um they put adam thielen on ir today so he's out unless they and he had surgery today too or this week so he's not going to be back they do have the tight end Con- Conklin. is it just conklin conkin? no it's conklin, conklin? yeah i conklin. feel like i feel like a caveman like the uh we had that old tackle conkin. from iowa <laughs> who was conkin i think mm-hmm. or conk either mm-hmm. way conk Gronk, conklin um overall i don't know they're Offensive line still isn't already,
3: good. I think you already mentioned uh, Adam Thielen season-ending surgery today.
1: Yep. yep, gone, gone forever. Um, <laughs> Justin Jefferson really good. Delvin, Delvin Cook, Cook
3: just got activated just off the got reserve.
1: Activated. Yep, so he'll be playing on Sunday. And I don't know if you remember, but he that was probably the worst uh, worst performance we had to see as a Packer fan last year was Delvin Cook in
3: Lambeau. Lambeau Field yeah, he that just was. Ran all over us. <laughs> That was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, their defense is
1: banged up. They still get some sacks, but they don't have Daniel Hunter. Um, and Patrick Peterson is older than Dirt now. They cut mm. <laughs> they yeah. Breeland a week ago
3: for, like, getting... A, there was a big a altercation, life. like... If, like rick spielman the gm was involved like i think he caught a ricochet shot and yeah i mean yeah he must have just said some shit that you cannot walk back
1: (laughs) (laughs) which you love seeing once again like i said i've been saying it all year he's been the best secret agent packer had the one year with us and he is just slowly he was terrible performing and just the team aspect now with that just brought the vikings down um one other thing i'll say surprised i haven't said it yet this year i might have told you guys before when we weren't recording but my girlfriend's house is in egan and mm-hmm. in the winter when the leaves are gone when you look in the backyard at night you could see the purple glow Gross. Of, of the hotel of the vikings training facility there so it's
3: that sounds awful
1: yeah it's not good and this summer they had she had gophers in her
3: backyard too so
1: it's like yeah. the ultimate yeah. minnesota backyard of hum- gophers and that
2: Vikings. Was- that was a real humble brag that you
3: have a girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just slid that in there real yeah, quick. Yeah, super cool. It,
1: it is very weird, too, because it's like I got a podcast and then a girlfriend, which is not <laughs> the way it should work at all. But, yes, I thought of that, too. Like, Everson Griffin earlier this year when uh, when he was playing, he he got in a car crash because he hit a deer on his way to the training facility. And I'm like, ah, I know where you were driving. <laughs> I drive on that road just about every day, too. But the Vikings – We've talked about them a lot. We really hate them. We do not mm-hmm. like their fans. Mm-hmm. Didn't see any Viking stuff when I was on my travels over the past week. Kyle, how are you how are you feeling going into this game? What do you what are you thinking?
3: <sighs> I I feel I I love that the Packers still are very hungry and, you know, they very clearly need and want the one seed, so they'll still be playing for that. Um I you know, I would like to obviously play the Vikes at full strength, but I—I I mean, I can't. Like, it's—it's kind of nice. Thielen will be out because he's—he's usually really good against the Packers, and I think that can just give them uh, more time and focus on Justin Jefferson. Yeah, uh, Cook being back, he is really good too. But I do think. Uh, according to my the the group chat I'm in with a bunch of the loser viking fans Uh-oh. their their o line is in pretty rough shape still and they're i bad. think they're yeah they're rotating guys around or they're they're complaining about a guy who should be playing. I don't know. They all suck. So like, it's just nothing mm-hmm. to me. But it's not. Yeah, it sounds like the O line is in turmoil. Um, but like
1: Brian O'Neill, and that's it on that line.
3: But it all, yeah, it all just comes down to Kirk Cousins in hey. zero degree weather, and I, I simply cannot wait for that. That's what I keep thinking back to too,
1: because I'm like, there's no way he can play well in the, you know, when it's going to be zero degrees, and, and they'll
3: actually be fans there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <sighs> yeah
1: there will actually be fans another thing too i forgot about that garrett bradbury great shout out too. um
3: oh my god the i mean you mean kenny clark's son
1: yeah kenny clark's son and they took uh bradbury when elton jenkins was on the board so oh
3: hell yes hey you know that's a great pull you
1: know it was a it wasn't a good draft pick because obviously they missed out on elton jenkins but at least it helped with their draft pick grades for that month you know because every every Spielman draft is top five draft grade he just goes on bleacher report and like (laughs) finds what the mocks are and it's like okay and then he bases everything off that like that uh well god we could talk about that now too (laughs) the one Viking fan who I used to work with he was like defending the Gladney oh
3: (laughs) that was all time yeah you gotta you gotta read it we can't screw this up it's it's all time
1: yeah it's a guy i used to work with big viking fan he has a viking podcast himself and it was one of the most (laughs) egregious he's had a lot of really bad uh takes in his day but this was far and away the worst one where are we here okay So everyone's talking about, you know, uh, Viking fans are starting to eat themselves and hate each other. They want Spielman out. They want Zimmer out. This one guy tweeted, Minnesota Vikings drafted Jeff Gladney over Antonio Winfield Jr. and Trayvon Diggs. That alone is going to get Spielman canned once the season is over. I think it's a pretty dumb statement to say because that is such an agreed Like one draft pick is enough to move on from a GM, whatever, fan speak. But the guy I used to work with quoted that and said, This would track if Gladney was ousted from the league due to performance. He wasn't. Your take is a bad one. (laughs) Gladney is out of the league because I think of a domestic abuse type thing. So they cut him. Great on the Vikings on doing that. But it is just hilarious to Argue (laughs) that it wasn't a bad pick. It's like, well, character concerns are a thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of like the, the hot topics in, in the draft industrial complex, you know, pre draft is like, oh, worried about the off the field concerns with this guy. And it's like, so, okay. So, like, is Spielman not supposed to be held responsible for that pick then? Just because.
1: Yes. It's no one's responsibility. Like, what? Oh, my
3: God. It was. Oh, that's just like to. And it, I just. I, I that's why I kind of love well I mean I don't like that he's out of the league just because of it it was a shitty thing that he did to get oh, him out of the league yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I like that, <laughs> that that's the same, laugh, same draft as Jordan Love because then it's like regardless of what happens with Love it's like that that simply cannot be the worst first round pick of that draft
1: yeah it would <laughs> that's a good way to look at it too like the Dayton Jones draft too is a similar one too where it's like that whole draft, there wasn't really anyone else. Like, the next best person we could have taken with that pick was Eddie Lacy, who we took anyways. Yeah, you know, yeah. shit like that. But, hate the Vikings. Um, God, I'm trying to think what else we can even talk about them. I just hate them so much. Mm-hmm. Don't like the fans. Well, it's cold. We'll be outside. Hank?
2: Yeah, I was just, you know, do we knock them out of the playoffs?
3: If
1: they,
2: if we win.
3: Yeah, if they lose, they're done, Yep. They're pretty close. So, so, there is no, but, there is a small chance that they have. They obviously need to win out, and they. I think. I think Philly needs to lose once. I think that's it. Okay. Actually.
2: So so imagine this: like we pound them.
3: I like. They this lose. Is going.
2: Zimmer gets fired. Yes. You know, and then like we get to brag to them for the next year
1: yeah please that would be yes very like immense.
2: we we didn't you didn't only lose but we got your coach fired
1: yeah well they might love that they i would love that but they might thank us for that but at that point God, <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if they would just hold on to him for the one last week but the interview is already starting it's i mean urban meyer obviously getting canned in jacksonville and nathaniel hackett getting that interview for a head coaching job that would be It'd be very strange to get fired the way he was and then come back to Yeah, head coach. Like
3: Nagler said, like he was kind of the scapegoat yeah. for that. For yeah, so for him to go back. And then did you see uh Dan Quinn? He's the Cowboys D coordinator, I saw he former declined coach. It. He, yeah, he was like, No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good on that interview. <laughs>
1: yeah. It it's very weird. Oh, I'm just gonna focus on the defense. He's probably like, Okay, I don't wanna I don't want all that noise. Someone
3: anymore. had a good take where it's like Dan Quinn probably realizes though that He's probably not going to get a third shot as a head coach, so why waste your second shot on trying to rebuild that dumpster fire, especially yeah. when they're keeping the same GM? This is a bad tangent. This is a Packers podcast. I like this. I like this. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with Dan Quinn to just be like, no, nah, I'm going to wait for a better situation.
1: It's And I thought about it, too, because it does remind me, and my brain kind of turned to mush with the whole Mike McCarthy thing, especially towards the end where – we kind of realized, you know, how old his scheme was and how, you know, you had to start scheming stuff, getting people open instead of just having your receivers run routes to get open, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I was really high on Joe Philbin when he got hired to be the Dolphins head coach. And <laughs> nothing, I mean, there's no better mirror of Philbin leaving to go to Miami than Hackett going to the Jaguars. Is Like, they're, they're pretty much the same freaking franchise oh, yeah, and offensive minds. But I think... Hackett is an actual offensive guru. Philbin, I,
3: he was like the Harvard offensive line coach, and that's how he moved up in the ranks through the And league. I think, yeah, he – I mean, because – and Hackett is still pretty young, and I think yep. Philbin maybe the – Even though he's the, bald. The game just kind of passed him by. Yeah, I think so too. But,
1: yeah, Minnesota Vikings – you talked about that quite a bit, Kyle. What is your uh,
3: score prediction for no, this No, I just—I actually want to pass this to Hank on, on general thoughts of, of Vikings Week. I—I I sense some. Uh, I thought I sense. I sense, I sense a, a hungry Hank, a hungry, hungry for revenge and redemption. Hank and I just want you to explore those feelings.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I'm, I've been thinking about last time with like my kind of like, I don't know, trying to convince myself that the Vikings weren't that bad like Vikings fans remember like I remember that was probably the worst take I've ever had on the show um and then going to that game and just that was it was just miserable (laughs) it was miserable I don't think I'll ever step foot in that that bird killing stadium again it's just I I don't know it's you can't support it, it. it no no I and well and the worst part is like I haven't unsubscribed from like the vikings the emails i like, keep oh, getting sent um
1: can you pull out your phone and just tickets? do that right now for us please <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and uh what it, it's making me angry every time i see it i like remember <laughs> the pain and the okay. anger that i felt that day um and so like i don't know i will just say that like my can i do you want me to do my score yeah. prediction yes
3: please do it
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Forty-five to three. Woo! Jesus. We're gonna
3: win. I love
1: it. I I don't. You know. Yeah, God, no. I love it. When we started the podcast, yeah. I was like, I was hoping we could be, you know, a little more grounded. But that is that is a because yeah. Process. I
3: mean, I'm we've gonna... been <laughs> we've been talking long enough, and the players themselves have talking talking long enough about putting teams away. And yeah, maybe this is the, yeah. this is the time because this is this one is... of their three losses that they actually get to redeem this year. So yeah, maybe this is the time where they
2: and I... pound it. I think Rodgers, I think a lot of the team is probably pretty pissed off about that game still. Like, that was a pretty, yeah. So, and, and I just, I just think we're going to, I think we're going to hammer him. And I think, like, the only, like, I mean, I am, I'm a little like Thielen seems to be the receiver that, like, kind of always gets us, right? I know, like, Jefferson had a really good game against us that day. Um, But, like, Thielen's, like, out, like, I mean, Thielen was like, the only receiver last year who really gave gave Jair trouble at times with feeling.
3: He's an absolute um, demon in the red zone too. Yeah. Against the Packers. Yeah.
2: And, and I just, I don't know. I just feel, I don't know. I, I feel like Delvin doesn't seem as scary as he seemed in the past. Um, and I, yeah, I just feel like it's going to be, we're going to be mean. I feel like Kenny Clark is going to absolutely destroy Kirk. Yes. Um, I'm getting like vibes when we went into U.S. Bank Stadium, and Z had ooh. that like three and a half sack game. Yes, okay, okay. Um, exactly. Except exactly. it's gonna be, it might be Kenny. Yes, ooh, I would, yeah. I would, enjoy and that's that. not my bold prediction. That's just
3: love it, Hank, love it.
1: Okay, yeah. I like that. And you know, I thought about it more. Maybe don't unsubscribe yet. Wait until after the game because you need that hate to fuel you. It is Vikings week, so you can't forget about them mm-hmm.
3: until yes. after we shit all over.
1: Yeah, yes, yes.
2: absolutely
3: all right well yeah i uh i i as bad as I wanna predict the ship pumping um again this is this is their s b v2 for them yep um so I think they'll they'll play it close and with the way that run defense looked against the browns I think cook will be able to get going um probably score a couple times. Um so I'm thinking I'm thinking the final is going to be 31-21 good guys.
1: 31-21 good guys. Damn. Yeah, I was thinking a very similar score. God. I'm going to go Yeah, I was going to say 20 for the Vikings. I'm going to go 34-20. Love it. Green Bay Packers. Yes. I Yes. You're just especially thinking back to last week. Did did was it the, we did the game look weird to you guys? For me, maybe it's just because I was in California. I was like, "This is weird." The Packers Browns game, yeah, because it was like two hours earlier too. So kickoff was at like one o'clock, oh. and like on Sunday, oh no, the it was pretty much dark
3: at... where we were. So yeah. it felt normal. I mean, okay,
1: I got weird vibes from the game. Overall. I think yeah,
3: being in Cali just probably threw threw your internal clock yeah, off.
1: Too many In and Out Burgers, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm just imagining. I'm getting Kirk Cousins' body, throwing him in what I saw last week with Baker, and it's just but colder mm. and mm. I just don't see anything good really coming from that game for the Vikings. Maybe, you know, Delvin Cook's the one thing, but I guess it's nice. This is obviously a big game. We really need to win these last two to get home field. So yep. the Cowboys, which I still I'm waiting for them to fall apart, mm-hmm. but um one last test of a really good running back. Yep. We, you know, that is going to be the story within that team right now, too. I'm sure that's all they're talking about in the defensive room, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, uh, that's what I have for a score prediction
3: 34 20. Love yep. it. What's your BP? Uh, yeah, we'll just circle back
1: then. I don't want to go back to Kenny Clark again. God, Josiah, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, Tyler Davis getting his first. Oh, well,
3: um, he's on the COVID list. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Well, he could come off. I think, yeah. He could
1: I come mean, up. Probably, he got on it yesterday. I mean, and now it, I mean, it's only five days. It'd be, like a, it'd be
3: like a bold prediction squared. Yeah. God, you're – I mean, we we didn't even talk about the COVID
1: list, but I am
3: – Oh, yeah. So let's – should we just run through that quick? It's uh, – It's so long. Yeah, it's it's like 50. But the big names are Big Dog, which that's going to suck to yep. miss him. Tyler Plus, Davis. he's
1: old, so it's probably going to hurt him a little bit more. <laughs> Is that a bad joke to make? Yeah. I'm sorry oh okay I'm, I'm sorry i hope i don't offend anyone with that but yes uh big dogs on the covid list uh tyler davis the backup tight end uh henry black i believe got thrown on ty summers oh yeah A huge loss there amari rogers <laughs>
2: Christmas. merry christmas <laughs> yeah. it's
1: i kind of wish we were playing the lions this week or something because this is bad but i do hope that covid kind of runs through the team now and not especially later. if they get that
3: bye too that'll be even yeah. bigger because no. i i i there was some so andre had the right idea getting Sh- it during the bye <laughs> yeah. schneidman had a good good tweet where it's like the important dates it's like rogers isn't eligible for testing until after the conference championship yep. kenny is now not eligible until actually i think kenny I think he's. Yeah, uh, Kenny would be fine. He, he was, doesn't. He actually doesn't test at all. Devante, it's. I think it's after the divisional. Yes. round is when he's eligible again. Uh, Bakhtiari. Is Bak- he, Bakhtiari is he hasn't
1: had it. That's the thing. What I was going to mention. I was going to ask you before, which is super too.
3: important if you think about it. Like if like not having to worry about rogers popping up or Devonte popping up until you know what and kenny being completely safe that's that's awesome
1: the thing that i'm thinking of and it's dumb but i'm thinking of it the two position groups who haven't been hit yet knock on wood is the offensive line and the secondary you know because Devonte, yeah. like you said Devontae's well, Kevin had it.
3: king is on it right now
1: kevin king's on it right now but he's yeah you know, he's kind of whatever but <laughs> the offensive line like no one has or happened. really,
3: or really, the outside backers. I think now that like Gary yeah, Preston. You're, yeah,
1: you're right on that too. So that's kind of, it's a stupid thing I'm thinking about too. Or no, like, that's not. I
3: mean, it's it's not stupid at all. Like it's a very like legitimate concern at this point. It's
1: something where last year a big narrative, you know, at the end of the year because David Pacheco went down after tearing his ACL on
3: New Year's.
1: Oh, we're prepared, you know. We look fine against the Rams and then the NFC champ game. You know, uh, God, what was his name now? No, I can't think of it, but Billy Turner and
3: oh, the Badger, uh, Valdear. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't
1: even Valdear, but he got COVID the week before.
3: Remember? Um, ah, what the hell is, is uh, it's the tackle, right?
1: Yeah, but, um, anyways, we
3: didn't know who the hell was it. Are you sure it wasn't Valdez?
1: Yeah, god, I know his name too. Um and it's not Mark Tauscher. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh god.
3: Frank Winters?
1: No <laughs> god. Oh but anyways, well, we'll find it. But I the big thing is offensive line was great until the very end of the year last yeah. year. And, and I would- I mean that's what I, I of I would, all
3: the bullshit that happened, I I think you could probably pinpoint the tackles being the biggest the biggest reason for the L.
1: But I you know I that thought is now creeped up, or it's like, what if the offensive line gets COVID like the week of the NFC Championship yeah. game? Because that would kind of. Align but, with But I mean, last
3: it does year. help that now the whole protocol of of ten days now to five. I think that could end up being a huge huge help.
1: Yeah, it's very strange how that's changed recently too and now like the symptoms like after you test you can just yeah but it's player reported like it's so they'd be telling on themselves at this point but whatever um but yeah Kyle that is my well I guess that wasn't even my what was your prediction prediction, I was gonna say Tyler Davis but he's on the COVID list and that's so we got into all of this you know what uh god Kirk Cousins you know what let's let's just this seems like one of those games, you know, it pops up every year. He's usually a very steady player, and then when it happens, it happens. I have Adrian Amos getting a pick and forcing a fumble in this game. Ooh. You know, when it rains, it pours with forcing him. Forcing a fumble, yeah, Kirk does. Cousins in the cold. Amos is the steady guy who would do it. That is my bold prediction. Love
3: it. Love it. Go, uh, I'll go next. Perfect. Um, all right, you went defense. I'll go... Uh, man, this is tough. So... All the tight ends are out. They're probably gonna be running a lot of I'm just gonna say it. I, I, I know he only played fourteen percent of the snaps, but I just I love I love Ooh. his look. I love I love the eight eight, so I'm gonna go Winfrey with his first career touchdown.
1: Ooh, very good. I like that, Kyle. Um Hank, what is your bold prediction?
2: Uh three touchdowns, AJ Dillon. <laughs> Very wow that's sh- nice. shocking bang it, back on my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you're
1: going to like keep doing that and then it will happen like in the playoffs and you're going to get it correct.
3: And it's going to be awesome and we're going to buy you 24 beers.
1: Yeah. Um
3: I'm perfect. <laughs>
1: kyle kyle you know what how about you what you, you want to try to do what i usually do to send out the
3: uh no you're so good at it
1: god great great cover there yep so that's it um everyone's favorite part of the podcast if you could please leave a five-star review that would be cool once again god i forgot to email sam i think emailed us but yeah he left a spotify review thank you very much oh all right you can leave spotify review yeah you obviously didn't listen last week yes um you can now leave reviews on Spotify. So if you want, that would be really cool. I mean, Just go we up said, there.
3: We made a promise that we would read reviews.
1: Yeah, we, we will read reviews. Sorry, we didn't get a review. I got a rating. And oh. I'm not sure if you can leave reviews per se yet. Oh, but I thought that's what you said. But, oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, leave a review. Email us at pmppodcasts at gmail.com or tweet us at pmppod on Twitter. DM us, whatever. Send us your address and then we will... Send you a free koozie, uh, Hank. You might have to talk about your uh, your days of Hank miss here. Just get that off your chest, real quick.
2: Oh, uh, just they'll be sent out, Uh <laughs> Well, we're pa- week, we're past so. Christmas
1: at this point, so we just want to give people a heads up.
2: It's all right. I mean, the holidays are they're a season, not Easy. a day,
3: and a job job transition and everything. It's yeah, pretty yeah, pretty hectic. Yeah.
2: So, I mean. Think what is it? Even Christmas has twelve days. Mm-hmm. True. So, so it might be yeah. uh, eight
3: maids Milk and A
2: hank, a hank, mm-hmm.
1: New Year or something along those lines. Rick Wagner finally. Okay, it was Rick oh, Wagner was the yeah. tackle who started in. The I would have never got that. I knew that. Yeah, he was a Badger. He was so bad after that game, he decided to retire. <laughs> but yes,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: God, that's it. That's all I have. Um,
2: hank, do you have?
1: According to Hank, this week do you have anything?
2: You know, I don't. I don't. Okay. I know I'm disappointing. Disappointing off the bye week. Um, but I feel like if I uh, I'd be thrown to something. They'd be slapping something together. Um, fair. And you would never do that. Yeah. Never. I've never done that ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always prepared. Perfect. Well. Except right now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well. Uh, Kyle, do you have anything else?
3: Control what you can control win out, and the road goes through Lambo.
2: I do have one thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. So if we do win out, my my season prediction was fifteen and two. Um and okay. When we like original
1: uh-huh. prediction
2: and yep. like if we do win out and we're fourteen and three, like I mean I think that it's like having the Jordan Love game in there. Ooh! like I'm just going to say that like I feel like um, you know
3: let's not get ahead of ourselves
2: yeah. yeah
1: besides maybe maybe the Cardinals will do us a favor and turn to a football team again and then beat we, the Cowboys and yeah. we get another Jordan Love game yeah that's Ooh. a very good point you were predicting for Aaron Rodgers not Jordan Love so in that, yeah in yeah that's that pitch, all I wanted to say you had it okay That's perfect. Yeah. yeah all right Kyle you don't have anything else
3: <sighs> I do
1: not Hank do you have anything else no, that's it. All right. Well, with that, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Go Pack Go. I didn't
0: want my job. Yeah. Because it just won't pay. I worked on you. i